Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Loud City Podcast. Uh, this is your boy Kaim Cutter. Um, I haven't uh, released a podcast in quite some time. I've been trying to get certain things situated in uh, my personal life, um, but podcasting is something that I definitely enjoy do, doing and I will continue to do. And I thank Anchor for allowing me to, the uh, platform to be able to express my views on, uh, on certain, uh, certain things. And speaking of which, uh, this particular podcast is a difficult one. Um, I just got the news that uh, DMX um, has passed away. So uh, after uh, a week-long battle being on life support after suffering a heart attack last Friday, um, uh, DMX has been in a coma. He's been on life support. And uh, information or news came out that his organs were failing, um, and he wasn't uh, in the in, in in good condition, and he wasn't showing any signs of recovering, and that the p- family would have to make uh, a hard decision at some point. Uh, so I imagine that they've made that decision because, uh, according to uh, reputable news sources, uh, DMX. Um, is now passed away. Sad thing. Um, if you don't know who DMX is, then you you had to be living under a rock for the past twenty years. Uh, DMX is a very influential uh, rap artist, uh, movie star, um, businessman, entrepreneur. Uh, this past well, 2020, he was for a portion of 2020, I believe the early part of 2020, 2019 going to 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was incarcerated for, I believe, a parole violation um, that had to do with substance abuse. And if you know anything about DMX, you know that for years he's been struggling with uh, substance abuse. Uh, when he got out of jail in, in 2020, it was... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, was during the time of the pandemic, COVID had already, you know, been, COVID had already impacted society, and um, therefore, at this point, Swizz Beats and Timberland had uh, had created verses. And if you know anything about DMX's history, uh, him and Swizz Beats come out of the same camp, which is the Rough Riders camp. Uh, Swizz Beats was one of DMX's early producers, and Swizz Beats has gone on a record as someone. Um, uh, he's he said he's he's someone that has actually looked out for DMX, uh, tried to help DMX, um, and continually supported DMX in his efforts of uh, getting clean and also um, staying out of trouble. And he also encouraged him to keep creating music. Uh, DMX is one of the uh, most uh, successful rap artists uh, that the hip-hop game has ever seen. He sold millions and millions of platinum albums. Um, and he's one of the most recognizable uh, artists that hip-hop has ever seen. He's played in movies with Aaliyah. He's played in movies with um, uh, uh, Steven Seagal. Um and, and quite a few other uh, movies as well. Uh, it's kind of tough because I grew up on DMX. 
I'm a huge fan of DMX. Um, one of the most passionate and 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 heartfelt rappers that you would ever uh, come across. Listening to his music, you you feel his pain. He pours himself, pours his pain into his music. I call it pain music. He also had some upbeat, up tempo music as well. There were you know pretty good songs that charted well and things of that nature. Uh, he's he's definitely he'll definitely be remembered for his uh, uh, his his religious beliefs and and him being a strong believer uh, um, in God and you know there's definitely video out there of him being on stage at concerts and actually uh, doing prayers like in the middle of his his, his concert um, he'll stop you know performing his music and he'll do a prayer over the crowd um, so that was DMX um, you know pretty much. So as I was saying, DMX is a definitely a very spiritual individual, um, and uh, it's unfortunate that this has happened. And I'm, I'm not going to keep this episode too long. Uh, I just wanted to say something um, in reference to the passing of DMX. So I've just been watching uh, his 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 path since he's been released from jail, and although I don't blame certain people for DMX's death because DMX, uh, he had, uh, he had issues. Um, everyone knew he had issues. And at the end of the day, he has the final say on, you know, how he lives his life and the things that he does, uh, in his life. However, I believe, um, that there were in fact some enablers, uh, when it came to DMX and, you know, his path to recovery. And um, I'm not saying this uh, to be malicious because I'm fans of I'm a fan of the people that I'm about to mention. So for one, when uh, DMX was released from from prison, and uh, and uh, you know he was healthy, he was he was doing well. Apparently, uh, he was set up to do the verses against Snoop Dogg. Now again, I remember what I said in the. Um, early part of this uh, podcast that Swizz Beats is a good friend of DMX's. Swizz Beats is one of the owners of Versus. He's one of the owners and creators of uh, Versus. So he set DMX up to do a Versus against Snoop Dogg. At the time I watched it, it was very entertaining. However, what I did notice in that in that Versus battle is that DMX was drinking. So if anybody knows anything about recovery, um, and, and addicts. And I do. I had some in my family. I've, I've been in close proximity of people who had, you know, drug related issues. Uh, when they are in recovery, they are not to drink or they're, and they're not to smoke or be around those things. Now, uh, I'm sure DMX got paid for the verses. Um, I'm sure Swiss, Swiss beat saw to that. However, um, that wasn't a healthy setting for DMX to be in. Uh, Snoop Dogg was smoking marijuana and drinking right along, right next to DMX. I didn't see DMX smoking marijuana. However, he was drinking. So what happens a lot of times with addicts, it takes one thing for them to, uh, to, to, to fall off the wagon, so to speak. Uh, DMX's drug of choice was cocaine. Uh, and a lot of times drugs go hand in hand with drinking. If you, if you do cocaine, a lot of times you'll, you'll be drinking along with, with doing the drugs. 
So I didn't notice um, that DMX was drinking. Uh, so I, I thought about that when I saw it, like, you know, why, why is Swizz allowing DMX to drink? If I was Swizz Beats, I would have, you know, suggested that, Hey man, you know, I'm going to set you up in this versus battle, but you know, although it's going to be sponsored by a liquor, liquor brand, which is Surratt, um, and Snoop may be drinking, you, you know, I can't allow you to drink, man, because I, you know, I know you just came off from jail and I'm not trying to see you back in jail or, you know, in rehab and, you know, you're once you're an addict, they say you're an addict for life. So your recovery is, is, is a lifelong battle and journey. And the people around you that say they love you and care about you should actually support you in your recovery and not um, enable you or put you in situations where you can be uh, uh, in danger of um, slipping back into, you know, addiction. So I thought that was kind of odd. I thought that was, you know... Um, I thought that was uh, uh, something to, to to be you know looked at because I was concerned that you know okay what if you know DMX actually falls back into his addiction and you know God forbid something happens to him and you know here we are today with him not being here and I'm going to come back to this particular point uh, with Swizz Beats in particular um, but then I you know fast forward uh, to uh, DMX's appearance on uh, on the podcast show Drink Champs. Uh, now again, I want to strongly I want to strongly you know make my make, make it known that I'm a fan of both Swizz Beats and the Versus Battles, and I'm a huge fan of Drink Champs and Noriega as a rapper and you know as a podcast host. Um, you know what she is doing you know today. Uh, so. Uh, I'm going so again I, I really want to stress that I am a fan of uh both Swizz Beats and Noriega. But where I was going with the whole Noriega Drink Chance podcast is that most recently DMX was on uh Noriega Drink Champs podcast. Now again, I already said DMX is a grown man. Why go on a show called Drink Champs if you know you're not supposed to drink? I totally get that, right? However, during the podcast, Noriega was encouraging DMX to drink. Uh, he was pouring them up shots. He was saying, you know, this is how they're going to celebrate him. He was telling him he's, you know, they they they, they support his greatness. But I'm, I, I find it hard to believe somebody like Noriega, who came up in the inner city, who is a uh, uh, who has gone on record to say that he was a, a drug dealer. Um, underst- he understands uh, addiction. You have to, right? Why you would encourage someone who you know is a uh, is an addict or is in recovery, uh, who just came out of prison, you know, some months ago? Why would you encourage them to drink, which can lead them, you know, down a dark path um, to either ending up back in jail or ending up in rehab or, you know, ending up dead. But Noriega was encouraging him to drink, and he was drinking. And I was watching it again, like, this can't be healthy for him. This can't be good for him. This can't be, this can't be, uh, this can't be right, you know? Um, And just speaking on Noriega real quick, uh, Noriega also had uh, 
the basketball player, I forget his name, what's his name? Lamar Odom on his show, who actually OD'd um, at one time, was on his deathbed, ended up recovering, but he was a guest on Nori's show, and Nori was encouraging him to drink as well, and Lamar Odom got quite drunk on that show. So I was concerned for him as well. Then also Noriega was on record saying that Big Pun was a good friend of his, uh, who was actually in a uh, fat farm, or what they call a fat farm. I don't, I don't mean to offend anyone by saying that, but he was at a facility that would help him lose weight, right? So while he was at this facility, Noriega admittedly said that he would sneak him food that he would want, like cheeseburgers and things like that. And what happened to Big Pun? Big Pun had a heart attack and died, right? So I say this to say that um, what happened was unfortunate. But I can't fail to recognize that there were enablers around DMX that were not looking out for his best interests. That didn't that and then again, I'm not up close and personal. I wasn't behind the scenes. I I really don't know um what was said to DMX about, you know, his 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 drinking on verses and on uh uh drink champs. But it looks like he was being encouraged to do it. Because if Swiss owns Versus, he could simply say, nah, you can't do this. This is my thing. It's my platform. This is what I need you to do because I'm looking out for you. You're my friend. Um, I know your struggles with drug and alcohol, and I need to make sure I protect you from that because I, I love you and I care about you, right? Same thing with Noriega and Drink Champs. Uh, this is my platform. I know you've been struggling with this. You are a legend. I look up to you. I celebrate you. I want to see you healthy. I want to see you doing good. I want to see you continue to make music. Um, so, therefore, on my platform, we're not going to encourage you drinking. Now, again, Nori is pouring out a shot. Hey, let's do another shot. Let's do another. This is encouraging him to to drink and potentially slide back into addiction, which, you know, is not cool. It's really not cool, and and although I don't totally fault them, those two individuals and maybe other individuals around him, his handlers, I don't necessarily fault them 100% for his death. But I do believe that they, they, they have some fault and they earn some blame because they've been enablers, right? Uh, and it's unfortunate. Now, there's another part of this I'm going to talk about. Um, before I close out this podcast, and this is just more of me being a uh, conspiracy theorist, right? Uh, and you know, we're going to get into that in, in just a second. <clears throat> so the other part of this that I want to talk about is the fact that DMX was actually uh, making new music. He was recording new music with Swizz. And this is just the um, conspiracy theory side of me. Uh, we all know that when famous artists, especially famous rap artists, pass away, their album sales skyrocket, right? And I hope and pray this isn't the case for Swizz Beats. I know Swizz Beats was executive producing uh, the project and had some ownership in a new DMX album. And saying that... Uh, could it be a thing where, you know, Swizz knew he was enabling DMX and, and knew that if he did uh, pass away that, you know, he owned rights to his music and, you know, if, you know, if he did die and then his death 
you know, the album sold millions and millions and millions, millions of copies that he stood to benefit from it. Um, you know, that's something that I, I consider. That's just how my mind works that, you know, what will be the angle for somebody like a Swiss Beats and how would he benefit from the death of DMX? And this is a way that, you know, he could potentially benefit from it. Now, again, I'm not saying this as an actual fact or this is something that I know. This isn't something that I gave thought to and I hope and, and pray that, you know, this isn't the, the case or the situation. Um, needless to say, uh, DMX, very influential hip hop star, impacted many, many people's lives, soundtracks for many, many people's lives. When he came on the scene, he exploded. There's nothing like him at the time. Uh, and, you know, he will be sorely missed uh, in the hip hop game. Um, he was a ri an original. There'll never be another DMX. Uh, RIP to the dog, you know what I mean? Um, I'm definitely going to be listening to his music for a while, um, listening to his albums, um, just to uh, appreciate the art that, you know, he brung forth and put out in the world. And uh, those who are listening, I would encourage you, if you never heard of DMX, to uh, start with his first album, start with his first videos, uh, and, um, you know, listen, you know, to, to the albums and the music that he put out and, and catch some of that energy. I never forget that when he came out with his first single, get at me dog, that, um, that video, man, when that first came on, when I first saw that video, it blew my mind because, uh, just like Irv Gotti described it, that, uh, Irv Gotti is a famous producer and also the CEO and head of the, uh, the label, the Inc formerly, formerly known as Murder Inc. Uh, when Irv Gotti described it, he said it was during the shiny suit era. And if you guys remember the shiny suit era in hip hop is when Puffy and Bad Boy controlled, you know, the hip hop scene, they were wearing the shiny suits and everything was dancing and upbeat. And, you know, everybody was trying to kind of follow suit on what Puffy and Bad Boy was doing. And here comes this grungy black and white video from DMX that nobody ever heard of. And it was just so street and so grimy and so hard and so so real and so authentic and so relatable that, you know, um, you had no choice but to gravitate to it. So those who are not familiar with DMX, get familiar with his music and movies and videos. Those who are, I know you feel my pain right now. Uh, DMX, uh, uh, is, is, this is a major, major loss uh, for the hip-hop culture and just for, you know, music in general, man. Um, there'll never be another like DMX. He was always real. He never bit his tongue. Um, he always expressed who he was. If he felt like crying, he would cry. If he felt like being mean, he'll be mean. If he felt like being nice, he'll be nice. But uh, RIP to DMX. Um, this is a sad moment in, in hip-hop culture. He'll be uh, greatly missed. And, um, you know, that's all I had to say about it. RIP to the dog.